Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, so. Ooh. Oh, God. All right, Mr. Brown, let's get, get your act together. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Oh, right. That that I should have turned my sheep up there, loose. That's not a sentence you hear often. (laughs) No, they were very low machine bleats. Folks, this is Dum Dee Dum, the show about the reality darky drama that are centred at Ambridge in the heart of the place in Britain I love the most, the Midlands. I'm the risk assessment that is Royfield Branhall. And with me, I have the flammable nightmare that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Linda's Barn production, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dum Dee Dum features Mia and Jane and the other participants of the Newcastle meetup. Oh yes, Newcastle even gets to the northeast, folks. Newcastle? Sorry, Dum Dee Dum even gets to the northeast, folks. Now, Lucy, if one or any of our listeners would like to send us in a Dum Dee Dum or become a caller in how can they do that? If you would like to leave us your thoughts, a Dumpty Dum or a plot prediction, or blow up a toaster with a pop tart that is designed to go in a toaster, leave us a message on Speakpipe via <laughs> dumptydum.com. I called it Speakpike then, I meant Speakpipe. Uh, or call us on 0203031305. This week we need to thank Shambridge for her amazing voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, from whom we hear later. No, we don't. Mike Hatton for his character counts, Cosmo for his episode roundups, and to Derek for loaning back bedroom it's uh, the christmas tree festival in the church this week uh derek entered a tree but uh, he didn't win and it took him ages to get all the pine needles out yay <laughs> well done you now on this week's show folks we have calls from new york i love new york nigel. i know he's lovely i really do yeah. proper genuine love i have for you new york nigel um with a spoon kitty and master niles but first folks before all of that goodness, it's our loose and our week in Ambridge. And I'm furiously trying to find the <laughs> week in Ambridge. Oh, no, I've got it. It's right at the start. It was right at the beginning of the list. We began the week with Hooty Jill, sat crying in front of the television at Rickyards, watching a film about a family that clears off and leaves someone on their own for a peaceful Christmas, wondering how the hell he, she could get shot of her lot. No, she wasn't. <laughs> I'm being silly. How could it be the best Christmas ever with the best Christmas lunch ever after they've all watched the best Christmas show ever if they all cleared off? Well, all of them that aren't senile, in prison, undergoing savage divorce proceedings or depressed. Anyway, what are you doing? Me? Yes. I was just, just, just stretching, making myself more comfortable on the you bed. You sounded like you were eating Quality Street or something. It's not Christmas Day yet. That only ever happens on Christmas Day. <laughs> when you have it for breakfast, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the scriptwriters are teasing us with these home farm buyers, called Gill, apparently. Gilford? Gil Sams. Gil Marillion. Oh, I give up. I'm refusing to play. Phoebe came back from Oxford and immediately started sticking her oar in. Roy was apparently locked in his room watching his Hitchcock collection. Well, they saw the word cock on the DVD, so what else could it be? And crying about Lexi. Phoebe banged on his door. Dad, you know that woman who dumped you is now studiously avoiding you while having a baby for someone else and planning to return to another country? Why not ask her to marry you? It's the ideal time. (laughs) 
harassment and Kirsty spent the week trying to find a massive arse. Surely there are enough arses in Ambridge <laughs> not to need to fabricate an entirely new one. <laughs> William Grundy alone is at least one buttocks worth. Brian's mood sank to a new low once he realised his Christmas day would consist of Kate insisting everyone at vegan stuffing balls while pulling fair trade crackers and reading out inspirational statements and playing interpretive dance charades. Brian's son, Bertie Worcester, who'll be reading out all the bits of his Jeremy Clarkson book that he can manage. And Jennifer, who will by that time have worked herself up into such a state of hysteria, she'll be pissed on cooking sherry by 9.30 and weeping by 11. Mm. William spiralled into a panic as Martin Gibson asked him to decorate a Christmas tree, the bastard. I'm going to decorate it with my dead wife's haunted scarf, some pheasant skulls and some police warning tape. It'll be the best Christmas tree ever. (laughs) Elizabeth this week was played by a pair of high-heeled boots running backwards and forwards. It's all very weird at Lower Loxley and getting weirder by the minute. Elizabeth began the week snotting into tissues and then she decided she felt better and started running. She doesn't seem to stop running at all, apart from when she falls asleep with her head on the desk. Then Lily pokes her with a ruler and she wakes up and starts running again. Lily and Kenton got Glenn in to take over, but it wasn't immediately successful. They also Mm. have an ice sculptor called Topher, who I thought was a horse till I realised I meant Topper and he's dead. Topher tipped (laughs) ice all over someone called Sadie's very lovely hand knits. This caused Elizabeth to run around in circles again like a sort of Duracell bunny having a nervous breakdown. Lily then suggested they put sheets up in between the stalls, making an English country Christmas fair with no booze, like a Brazilian favela. Helen is going to France on her own. We don't get to go away much, she said. Well, actually, Helen, I think you went away for quite a while, love. Tom panicked at the idea of (laughs) Helen leaving the country in case something happened to her and he ended up having custody of Henry and persuaded Tony to go with her. But Tony feels queasy once he gets past little Croxley. So he chickened out on the grounds that Tom's new baby trees would need feeding. The karate kid then waded in and said that what Helen needed to do was breathe a lot and read books in cafes. The breathing I get, the whole trip would definitely be a washout if she stopped breathing at any point. But of all the people in the world to be a people watcher, Helen isn't it. She can't bloody sit still for a start. She'd be asking for low-flat gluten-free croissant and hauling her luggage everywhere as she wouldn't trust anyone foreign to look after it for her. And if anyone looked at her twice, she'd karate chop them in the jugular. Like a fine wine, she doesn't travel well, so just leave her in the farm shop fiddling around with her fenugreek. And mm-hmm. then the event that really means Christmas in Ambridge. I look forward to it every year. The whole village assembles together. There's a real sense of suspense. Children are excited. That wonderful and unexpected moment when Linda says, Oh, you have been rehearsing. The costumes have come together. You do all know your lines. The show will be the best show ever. And so as Tiny Tim very nearly observed, God help us, everyone. The end. Oh, that, that, that I enjoyed that so much more than last week. Though, Luce, I do apologise for not tittering and guffawing to my usual level because I'm just spent at the moment and I don't know why. However... But you said to me before I, that you thought it was because mm, you were now 50 and that within 24 hours you had uh, aged like two years or something, 10 years. Well, I just, I'm on that slope down. I think definitely 49, 364 days was my peak and right. I've now know I've hit my peak and it's I'm on the way down. Yeah, okay. exactly. Everything's just loose and flabby now. Is but it? anyway, yeah. Overnight, you just woke up. Mm-hmm. You went to bed looking like Denzel Washington and woke up looking like, uh, what's that really old one? <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I thought so. Though I think your references for sexy black males need to be updated. Uh, shouldn't you oh, be saying Idris, Idris Elba? Elba. You no, know. I can't even think about. I can't even think about you going to bed as Idris Elba. It's too disturbing on a lot of levels, Royfield. No, mm. I'm not. All doing right. That. So why don't we talk about the archers then? Well, actually, I have to do a thing first. Um, in the week, I don't even mm. know how this happened. As always, I never know how things happen. They just happen. Um, somebody was talking about the phonetic alphabet. And oh, yes, yes, I know where you're going with Nina, this. Nina, who uh, tweets as Moose Mum Runs, mm-hmm. said, why don't we have an Ambridge phonetic alphabet? So I thought I would do one. So I've done it. So I'm going to read out now the Ambridge. So if, if you're a, a, on a 999 call and they say, what is the name or what is the registration plate of the car 
that mm. has just been stolen and is being driven away at high speed in front of you. Does this now mean that we need to put explicit next to this podcast? On no, iTunes? because it's an archer's. It's not rude. It's just an archer's. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of that. Uh, no, we had the, the rude, rude one. Swear, it's the rude yes. sweary one. Yes. Sorry. No, this is the Ambridge one. So you say to All your right. 999 call handler, you mm-hmm. say, pardon, excuse me a moment. Sorry to stop you. Mm-hmm. But do you listen to the archers? And if they say yes, then you give them this uh, phonetic alphabet rather okay. than the alpha right. for everyone. Right? You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ambridge, bunting, culvert, deposit, eggs, fat pool, gin, hello you two, <laughs> IVF, jilting, kefir, lemon drizzle, Montbelliard, nuts, organic, puscat, quinoa, right you are, soup, tabard, underwoods, varroa, white goods, yurt, and zyder club. I had to fiddle the last one because I Zyder club? Yes. Well, Joe's always going on about zyder. So I thought, well, there we go. We have a zyder club. So there we are. I, qu- I quite enjoyed that phonetic alphabet this week. Well done. So my, hang on, I'm trying to think what my my number plate is. Eggs, <laughs> eggs, mm. white goods. E, is it? Da da da. E W. No, it's not. Uh, eggs, tabard. Sixty six. White goods. Hello, you two. <laughs> <laughs> right, you are. Yay! That's an excellent number plate. Right. Uh, well, um, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, now can we talk about some yes. real archer stuff? Yes, we can. Uh, so, where do you want to start? Because I'm in. A, I've got a little bit of a head funk going on. Mm. Um. Well, you talked about Jill wanting to make Christmas special, didn't you? Yes. And getting everybody over. Yes. Which is they're doing it again, aren't they? They do it. They do it. You know. Yeah. Doing Christmas no, again. no, no. I mean, they always say whenever, whenever, whenever there is an enormous family explosion brewing, mm. they think that getting everybody together is is going to solve it. When in actual fact, it's like saying rather than staggering the fireworks, let's just chuck a match into the box while it's still in the shed. <laughs> That's kind of what what a family meal is like. No, no. You see, like you and I view things so differently because. I would say if there is a family explosion coming, you actually want to get the family together to talk about it. But Elizabeth isn't going to want to talk about it. She's just quietly going bonkers by herself, isn't she? Well, she is, isn't she? She really Mm. is. But then there's no kind of denying it then if everyone's all together and keep an eye on her and just see her general craziness while she's like pushing the Brussels sprouts around the plate. Shula's going to be devastated because her boyfriend, Daniel, has gone to stay with (laughs) her ex-husband, you know, and, and he hasn't really explained why he's done that. So she's going to be, you know, a bit wobbly lippy, isn't she? Uh, and then mm. Elizabeth's mad. Um, oh, F- uh, Fallon and Harrisman aren't going, are they? Um, Kenton has managed to row with everyone in the family this year. Uh, Josh That's and, an exaggeration. Josh Him and Ben and dislike each other. have declared a truce for the last couple of years. Yeah, but he pissed off Fallon. Then he pissed off Lily. Mm. Didn't he? Because he was the one and, that shot Russ. And he's been, Russ. been there for his sister. Elizabeth, mm. and he helped out Shula this year, picking out her, her, her best jeans or whatever the heck it was. Remember, <laughs> her, her best cardi. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I still don't think it's a very good idea, personally. Well, um, families getting together at Christmas is a bad idea, according to you. No, I think it's a good idea. I just don't think when everything is quite as. This just, it's the expectation. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. It's that drives me bloody mad. It's don't like think the fun fashion. I don't think our Jill quite said that. Though I'm totally with you. She did. You she said this on... is going to be the best Christmas lunch ever. Oh, okay. Maybe she just meant the food, not the people. I don't know. And there anyway, you go. she's going to find out, isn't she, that Rosie's called um, Grace. <laughs> and then the <laughs> shit will hit the fan off. properly. <laughs> yep. And. Um, I had a thought, you know. Oh, you know uh, they said on. just the one. You know they said that these home farm buyers are called Gill. Hmm. I wonder if it's Gibson. Do you think it's Martin Gibson? Could be. Or they because they they're not going to just uh, they're not going to just suddenly bring in a, a entire new family. I'm sure they're not. 
Not no. when they can't cope with the amount, when they can't give the characters they've got enough airtime. Well, it's never it's stopped be. them before introducing new characters, but a whole new family. And actually, yeah. if you think about it, when was the last time we actually got a new family lock, stock and barrel into the Archers? That's an EastEnders trope, isn't it? Yeah. It's not an Archers They suddenly one. just appear, yeah. Yeah, no. we get characters one by one in yeah. the Archers. Yeah, mm. yeah. I can't see a new... No, I can't see a new whole family coming in. It's somebody we already know. And yeah, the closest I, I, I could get I just, I just want this whole um, selling home farm nonsense to end i just want it to be debbie we have a nice little christmas oh i'll do this for you mum and dad you and you know mum and brian bish bosh bang move on because you know it's just for me the archers without brian and jennifer inconceivable yeah so you know they're not going anywhere so that's that i'd go so far as to say i'd consider almost not listening no i love brian I know. If I, if I if my opinion on one character has changed um, the most, it's actually been with him and just realizing how integral he is to the yeah. whole thing. How he's a great foil, a great counterpoint. Jen, him and Jenny, an amazing couple with uh, great range, the amount of storylines they've had, and as an actor, he's just like the best on the show i'd go so mm. far as to say you know he's got the most amount of material to work with admittedly mm. All right, my favorite but... bit this week mm. was when <laughs> jennifer's on the phone to uh phoebe mm-hmm. who says hello gran i'm wondering if you could come and watch the lights go on around the green and Jenny turns to Brian and says, oh, darling, it's Phoebe. She says, would we like to go and watch the lights go on on the green? And Brian actually went, oh, my God. <laughs> there was like this growl. It was really brilliant. It was kind of, oh, but it was a proper lowdown. <laughs> I thought the men in the archers are just, it's like they're like regressing to Neanderthal men and they're just going to be reduced to sort of grunts and strange noises soon. They're, go- they're not going to need a script just makes noise mm. suggestive of whatever. And I did like David marching around doing his <laughs> health and safety thing as well. That, that was that good. <laughs> yes, that, that was very good. And Linda in conciliatory mode, which we don't often hear. But uh, yeah, she was very conscious that mm. if she overstepped the mark, she'd be absolutely buggered because not only has she got a rubbish show, she won't even have anywhere to do it. <laughs> So she sort of hurriedly started all making nice. Their lines are off book already. Of out course, on like, they are. yeah. I know. Um, I was somewhat surprised that we like Glenn. Is his name Glenn? The new, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, Glenn. That Glenn is a, is a silent. Yeah. Well, so far. That well, he might, be, he might be chatting ten to the dozen next week. Who knows? But it, but it makes no sense for them to introduce him and you don't hear his voice. It's because she's going to fire him immediately, isn't she? And then Lily's going to have to come back for good. Or I just can't walk stay up. away, Russ, because Mum needs me. Yeah, that's a very good Lily. It's just the S. You just have to do the S, really sharp S. Oh, you're so good at this stuff. Well done, you. Tony Wells is actually good at um, impressions. Is that Trevor Noah? Crumbs. Yeah. I was listening to him on uh, on the old uh, Netflix the other day. The amount of, the range of accents he does. Oh, yeah. Well done, him. But anyway, uh, let's get back onto the archers. So uh, Lily, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth is sick as well as mad. Um, Helen and Lee. Helen and Lee. <laughs> Now you're sounding like a, an archer's male. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Channeling Brian. <Ooh. laughs> um, well, I think too irritating, two people as equally irritating as those two probably deserve each other. And we'll probably get on jolly well, I should think. Um, uh, the, uh, now, we, uh, I know I display my inverted snobbery on many occasions. Uh, Dan Brown. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but... it's just a joke, isn't it? No one actually <laughs> reads it, do they? <laughs> Are we going to get lots of really cross Dan Brown people saying, actually, you don't have to read Dickens all the time, but it's just it's just nonsense. <laughs> it's just... 
It's like it's oh. written by my son when he's not concentrating. That's sort of, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> mm. But and Helen is she's she is sort of aspirational, but maybe she's just not intellectually aspirational, you know. So but you'd think well, she'd know it was shite. I mean she can't fancy him so much that she nobody can fancy anybody enough to think that Dan Brown is a good writer. Nobody. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor didn't fancy Richard Burton enough to think that Dan Brown is a good writer. But anyway, but I think you you're coming at it all wrong. If you're into uh, you know literature of that ilk, it's not about the writer. It's because you've heard that the book is good. It's a yeah. rollicking good story. Yeah. It's not about covering and following that writer's no, output, okay. is it? Yeah. Yeah says me who's got a copy of Spider-Man in my computer bag for me to read. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you are going to colour it in. At least you're reading it. That's good. <laughs> um, so we have to talk about Natasha and Hannah and breakfast. You did mention the old Pop-Tarts and stuff. Doesn't, so... Isn't it odd that Natasha sounds about 20 years older than the rest of them? She sounds like hmm. somebody's mum that's walked in, I think. She doesn't mm. sound, but then, but then, when you think that you know Tom's nearly thirty something, and he's still acting like a bloody nineteen-year-old, I think of him as a nineteen-year-old because you know he's he just he's just comes across as so immature and so giddy and daft. I think mm. I don't know, and somewhat enthusiastic. Yes, yeah. but uh, I, 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 I don't know, and I'm I was kind of thinking. Um, a couple of days ago, how much of any scene is truly to push a plot on and how much of it is kind of character enhancement. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm kind of stuck with the whole Hannah and Natasha thing, especially with that as a scene, because is this just to get Tom to move out? Because in terms of Hannah's, yes, Hannah had some level of irritation and frustration and kind of, oh, she's here in my house and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then the whole nonsense thing about about the toaster. But I, <laughs> you, you, you struggle because I... All I want is the character stuff. And I've said this time yeah, and time yeah. again. I don't yeah. want the stories actually to go anywhere. No. Meaningful. No. All right. But I did find that episode peculiarly top heavy with characters which we don't care about, which made it really (laughs) unsatisfying to listen to. And I contrast that with the the twitching episode about three years ago. You know, I care not about, you know, you know, bird watching. I can't. Well. To say I can't stand it is somewhat overstating. It's just not for me. But yeah. I can listen to those characters, to yeah. Jimmus and to Robert yeah. Snell all day long. Oh. Oh. That's not Hank. You're not in Hank's house. <laughs> no. I'm in Have Ledley's house. I am right. no, no, no. Ledley is a chocolate brown lab and he's utterly lovely. He's the nicest creature in this house, as I say, frequently. And this household includes my daughter uh, and uh, and son. And he's just a total joy, that dog. And he just lets out little barks just to let you know that he's still alive. And, uh, you know, and um, <laughs> he's, yeah, and his hip is just not great. So he frequently um, slides across the kitchen room floor. If he does like a little, I'm going to say a sharp turn. Leddy doesn't do anything sharply. You know, he gracefully <laughs> turns, but still Aww. his back leg just like loses all purchase with the ground and like flies out at, at a at a, an uncomfortable angle Aww. and stuff. But he's a beautiful soul. And there's Aww. a gentleman downstairs in the kitchen who's uh, doing something to the microwave, putting it up on the wall or something or another. So, yes. Right. That's what Ledley's little barks are to say. Oh. You know, he's obviously just encouraging the workman in his work and uh, keeping a right. That's a really interesting name. Well, his previous owners uh, used to live in North London in Tottenham. And when he was a little puppy, uh, Ledley King was the captain of Tottenham. So he was laid oh. off to the Tottenham, uh, Tottenham captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, but now he is a bit of a, an old way. dog. And yes, but he's oh. lovely. Right now, uh, shall we uh, dispense with the dog talk mm. and have some listener chat? Yes. All right, then. Hello, Ambridge3962. All right, um, shall we go to uh, America? Oh, yes. Hello, everyone at Dumpty Dum. This is Master Miles somewhere in upstate New York. I have a plot prediction for this week, which is that Tom and Natasha, after whatever drama they go through with Hannah and anything else that comes along, will wind up together. And I have reasons for this. Hannah is headstrong. She makes Tom act like an idiot, and she's Welsh. In other words, she's everything <laughs> that Pat was when she came on the scene with Tony. So like father, like son there. Meanwhile, somebody has bought home farm. I think it's Peggy. Clearly, they're not going anywhere. Someone's bought it so that they can stay there. But it does raise an interesting problem about Peggy's will. A few years ago, didn't she leave everything to Tom and Helen, and then Tony pitched a fit, and so it sounded like she went back and changed her will, but I don't think we know who's getting everything now. So wouldn't it be odd if Home Farm eventually winds up in the hands of the aforementioned Tom and Natasha? We'll have to wait a while on that one, I expect. They're not killing Peggy off anytime soon. I think Joe Grundy will go first. Anyway, over at Lower Locksley... Sorry, Lower Loxley. (laughs) I really hate to see what's going on with Lily. I'm a professorial type myself, and to see a young woman give up her university education because she's not happy with her lousy boyfriend makes me sad. Russ is wonderful to hate. I want to see more of Russ. I want to see Lily go back to Manchester and walk all over him. But I don't want to see her give up on her university education to help out Elizabeth whose current nervous breakdown is rivaling Helen Titchener levels of misery, and I'm tired of seeing it. All right, I have more on Canterbury Tales, but I'll save that for next week. For now, bye-bye. Bye. He's got an amazing voice. He has. I sat next to him when we had um, the dinner in New York, and he's lovely. He's a very nice man. And why doesn't he know where he is in upstate New York? I don't know. If he doesn't Maybe he's know. run away from home. He's been kidnapped. <laughs> Send us a message, Master Miles, and we'll come and rescue you should you need it. I'm sure mm. you don't. I do have Helen Titchener tedium, but this is well documented. So I'm not going to say I agree with you, Master Miles, but like I utterly, thoroughly concur. Moving on from <laughs> that. What else did he talk about, Arlus? Um, That... Peggy's will, that's very interesting. Mm. That Natasha will end up with Will because Welsh and Headstrong and like Pat, etc. Not Will, sorry, Tom. Tom. Um, mm. And then somehow they'll sort of end up with, if P- Peggy's bought Home Farm, then that means that the kind of, um, the whole inheritance thing just staggers on, doesn't it? For another 20 years. Interesting. Very, very interesting, sir. Uh, shall... When do you think that? So you still think that the surprise guest that they're talking about, or it's not a surprise guest, it's somebody returns. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the somebody returning is going to be anything to do with Home Farm. I think the somebody returning is going to be Lexi, who comes back, Roy asks her to marry him, and she says yes. Well, funnily enough, in our little bit of uh, last week in Ambridge chat, I thought that. Because there's always some Christmas, New Year, little romantic turn, isn't there? Or a storyline gets It's usually somebody falling in love during the Christmas play and then getting it together, isn't it? Um, But everybody in the Christmas play... When's the last time that actually happened, when two characters fell in love? It was Fallon and Harrison, wasn't it? Did they fall in love during the... Oh, yes. No, they, they were... They were... He, he was chasing her down for some yeah. time before. She kept on saying no, yeah. and then... Mm. Chasing yes. her down, she's not a bloody gazelle. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's what it, that's what like our um that's yeah. what our goddess Diva was kind of saying. They're like hence the whole harassment burns. 
It was yeah. chasing yeah. down his Harrison. Anyway, uh, you are right. But the as I said before, there is generally some storyline which gets neatly wrapped up in that dreadful uh, tradition, which is the Ambridge Christmas Panto. So maybe it's that. And it's so cheesy. If that was to happen, I would vomit all over my radio player. So I hope that you're, it would not be There's that. a lot of idle threats going on today. You said if Brian leaves, you're going to stop listening. Mm-hmm. And at some point he is going to leave because he's not immortal. And you've also said that if but then, Lexi but- comes back and is proposed to by Roy, you will vomit all over your radio, which I also <laughs> don't think is very likely. Plus also quite dangerous for you all and right. the radio. I uh, okay. I might be exaggerating just a smidgen. right? Yes. But if Brian goes, it needs to be done with such grace because there isn't there isn't even another character like him at all. No. You know, you Jim? Know, yeah, but you don't get enough of Jim. Jim no. fundamentally is, is a peripheral character, isn't he? Mm. You know, yeah. he's there just to prop up his son, yeah. to, speak, to, to do the, the pub quiz and put in the odd Latin phrase. <laughs> that's yeah. Jimus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Criminally underserved, but that's yeah. it, right? Yeah. We need someone who can step up to centre stage and I don't yeah. know who the, who the hell that is. You know, no. it's not, um, what's his face, Lillian's bit. Oh, God, no. There you go. Uh, no, you're right. Mm. Yeah. So we can't have him go. So no, no. Right now, I you like it when you say that I'm right. Now. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. you do. Right. I do it okay. every now and again just to keep you up. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, stay in New York State, shall we? Hello, everyone. It's New York Nigel here, feeling Hello. really guilty for not calling in more often. I'm as thin <laughs> on the ground as Vicar Allen at Christmas. So who bought Home Farm? I'd love it to be Debbie. That was genius, Royfield. Could it be Bernie Carverhall? Be fun to have <laughs> a tacky footballer and wife on the scene, make a change from the bankers and the rich farmers. Could it be one of the Sers They'd know what to do with boiling water tap and those small <laughs> bone of devices appliance drawers, and they'd certainly not be knocking up a few flapjacks in the double oven. Is it a racehorse consortium from Costa Rica who will turn it into a bijou hotel de passage, sort of Ambridge knocking shop? Maybe it's <laughs> Hazel Woolley. Jack's probate might have come through, not that we'd ever know. Hazel has sort of melted away like the Wicked Witch of the West, mm. or is it, or East? Or is it Peggy? Or has she blown all her wad on Auntie Cardboard? And speaking of Auntie Cardboard, where is she going to spend Christmas? A little moulded tray of turkey and stuffing on the little thing that they have in the home? Or is she going to spoil other people's Christmas by telling everyone (laughs) not to bother with her? She'd be happy with dry toast and a bit of gravy. (laughs) But I dislike Tom more. Tom is from an old, respectable family. He's got land, house, business. He can shag who he wants for lots of reasons. But Hannah's just arrived. Wouldn't anyone who got to Ambridge, nice or not, uh, try to make inroads into the little corner that they've ended up in? And thanks, Royfield. Mm-hmm. I ascribe my French accent to have listened to the Smithic accent for years of my life. You'd speak French <laughs> with an impeccable accent because you go up at the end of the sentence. Oh, I'm going to miss the end of your sentence, sir. <laughs> I, 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 you know, all I ever do is repeat myself, Arloose. But apart from the fact that I love that man, Mr. New York Nigel. Yeah. I don't quite understand how a man of the cloth can be such a bitch. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it is rather deliciously glorious, but my God. It's, yes, it's in the grand tradition of E.F. Benson and... Yeah. <laughs> oh, more power to you, sir. Well done. Absolutely. Mm, that line about Auntie Chris just wanting, you know, a bit <laughs> of dry ruin, toast ruin and everyone gravy. everyone else's Christmas by refusing to have a nice time. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. You just leave me here. Leave me oh. with me dry toast yeah. and gravy. Don't mind me. And when he said the the the, the, the stuffing on a moulded tray, <laughs> I know exactly what he means. Like school dinners, plonk. <laughs> yes. But what's happened about Hilda? Because uh, the last we heard... Um, uh, Peggy was saying she was going to get a shot of Hilda, wasn't she? Because Auntie Cardboard said, I can't come back. 
because of Hilda rushing around. And she said, you're quite right. I will get rid of Hilda. But then we haven't heard anything else. No, we haven't. But but she's not. Maybe they're roasting Hilda for Christmas. Good. Uh, no. Right. Now, uh, right, let's have a little touch. We're very New York heavy with our callers this week. I know. know. They've, we've had a rash of them. They must have all meeting up, hadn't they? Absolutely, up, yeah. Met up. <laughs> mm. Right. But you know what? Instead, let, let's end up with New York. And in between, let's have a little touch of our kitty. Hello, it's Kitty. I uh, rang the week before last and it was decided that I was a... Henry, but I don't think that's right, because the first thing I could remember was Nigel falling off the roof. But that was the first big storyline I could remember. But actually, I remember the whole storyline with Jennifer and Brian and Rory and Siobhan and all that stuff. And I was a bit confused because I didn't quite understand the gravity of it at the time because I don't need to start listening. So maybe I'm a Rory. I really don't know. I looked for that spreadsheet type thing that is supposed to be on your website and I couldn't find it anywhere. So maybe I'm a Rory. Anyway, I wanted to ring again. Not really because of the week, because it is a bit boring at the moment. There's far too much of Helen and Tom and all that for my liking, because they are the most annoying characters, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, it's a pretty boring week. I really just wanted to say hello to Lucy. Hi, Lucy. (laughs) 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 Was that it? Did you just read it? What a fantastic end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, hello, Kitty, as they say. (laughs) Mm. I think we'll find that's been done, but anyway. Right. (laughs) Uh, Shall we move on then? Uh, We said we're going to end up in in New York, so let's uh, Yeah, but before Mm. we do, can I have a wee, please? Oh, God. I need to go to have a wee. Thanks very much. All right. myself after kitty said hello to me <laughs> really a bit overcome now <laughs> right uh we said we were going to uh we were new york heavy and yeah. uh you know uh let's continue in that uh wonderful tradition greetings lucy royfield Millie bell yoko bear and all dumpty dummers around the world it's witherspoon and angus haggis here wishing a happy hanukkah to all those who celebrated this holiday along with me just wondering if there's ever been a Jewish resident of Ambridge. Archer's historians, please start researching the annals. Mm. We like to eat sweet fried things during Hanukkah, such as jelly donuts, although I've sworn them off. But that segues into the great Pop-Tart controversy in the house of Tom, Johnny, and <laughs> I must say, <laughs> Natasha is growing on me as a character. I thought she was very sincere in her apology about breaking the toaster. And despite being a very busy businesswoman, as Johnny likened her to Mark Zuckerberg, she found the time to buy a new toaster. In contrast, Hannah is sarcastic and oh-so-judgmental. Once again, I'll reference Johnny here, who remarked, when it comes to late-night snacks, I don't judge. But we've seen (laughs) Hannah does judge all the time, it seems, and never lets her judgments go. I think this reflects some deep insecurities that Hannah must have. Currently, I give Hannah an eight on the Witherspoon scale of dislike. And Tom, you're almost 38 years old. 
too old to have roommates. So it's a good idea to get your own place. You know, Tom was born in 1981. So what generation does that make him? I did some research and found that he's on the cusp. Some consider those born in 1981 to be the first of the millennials, and others consider that year to be among the last of the Gen Xers. I even read of a new category for that birth cohort, the Xennials. Anyway, who really cares? Tom, move out, and good luck in your relationship with Natasha. I really hope it works. Talk to you all soon. Hmm. Tom... Strictly speaking, Tom shouldn't have any flatmates, should he? He's got enough financial wherewithal, yeah. and he lives in the country. There's no reason for him to be bunked up with people. There isn't. Well, living in the country isn't anything to do with it, really. I mean, there is a there's just a lack of accommodation. I mean, he could live in that house by himself, but I think after the Kirsty thing, he kind of needed he needed freedom, but he also you know he needed to not be living at Bridge Farm, but he also needed. Um, some allies, I think he needed to feel not on his own. Yeah, and it did make sense him and Johnny living together when Johnny kind of came, came to Ambridge. That that was the whole thing, wasn't it? They were going to, you know, yeah. uh, uncle and nephew living together. Um, I, I I suppose with with my urban bias, I said the countryside because I imagine, yeah, because I don't imagine there to be a housing crisis in the countryside, but there is. You know, there absolutely well, there is. is. Yeah, everywhere. Every, it's everywhere. Every yes. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just, and I tell you, over in, in the States, you know, 50-year-olds have, have flatmates and had the same mm. flatmates for, for like 20 plus years. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not at all unusual. No. You know, o- over there. You know, it really is. I think isn't. we have got a very skewed idea in Britain. We have got a very skewed idea of uh, our expectations of you know because it, this generation our our children i don't know that they're ever going to be able to have their own property or whether they will always mm. rent or always share mm. no true we have to move our expectations of what uh defines adulthood away from mm. actually yeah. owning property yeah. and uh yeah but then also uh then then there needs to be a new kind of uh, financial sort of word I'm searching for. I'm going to say dividend is the wrong word. But the one thing about owning property is that then when you come to the end end of your working life or before it, then you've got that place paid off and it then helps with your retirement massively. But with declining rates of home ownership, um, it just shows, you know what? Let's not talk about all of that loose. I think the sign of adulthood is dry cleaning. (laughs) That no. That's just the sign that you've got uh, it's Christmas season and you need to take your suit or your posh dress to yeah. the cleaners for that. That's all that that means. No, but it's dry cleaning. It's when you are grown up enough to have clothes that need dry cleaning and you've remembered to drop them off and pick them up, then that shows you're an adult. That's much more, that's much more adulty than, than um, buying a house or owning a house. Yes. You know what? I feel a real segue coming on here, but I'm going to resist the urge to segue and go, all right then, Luce, right? If that's what you want to say, right? Uh, on that note... Well done. Fight it, Roy. Yes, I, I, I fought <laughs> that urge and I've won. Now, uh, let's have a little bit of a break, everybody, and come back the other side with a touch of the Millie Bells. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good day, everyone. This week we have been posting up the uh, advent calendar that was put together by the very talented Stuart Arendale, and he's done an advent calendar for us as he used to a long time ago when Headley ran the Archers page, and this one is based on the Canterbury Tales a la Ambridge. Uh, so it's worth having a look at those, very clever, very funny. He's listening very carefully to the story to see what he can put together for us. So thank you to Stuart. Um, we also had a great uh, little thread because we hear so much about food and kitchen appliances in uh, the Archers that we were wondering whether there could be a spin-off uh, Archers cooking show. So uh, what would it be called and who should host it? And uh, Gillian Corrigan said, Tuna Bake Off. And Ben Johnson said, Chilies and Willies by Susan Carter. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Bowden said the Great British Hide the Sausage Show presented by Tom Archer. <laughs> Paul Schler said Ian and Jill as judges, which would be great. Helen and Will as hosts, which would be terrible. <laughs> Paul Green said a show called What Else Can Pat Add Cinnamon To? And Natasha will be the makeup artist. Uh, Ruth Simpson suggested how to get blood off the quarry tiles and other helpful hints presented by <laughs> Helen Archer. Uh, Chris Smith said, at home with Jenny. Oh, no. <laughs> and Stephen Botley said, or Jill could host, how clean is your fridge or fridges? Uh, Joanne Smith also suggested the Grab a Sandwich show with a different guest chef each week featuring meals that can be eaten while driving a combine. Look, there was so... Oh, no, hang on. I found one more that was about, that was done by Ruth Archer. Strictly burnt oven chips with Ruth Archer. Look, there's loads <laughs> in that I absolutely suggest that you get there and have a look. Uh, we had a few guest posts this week, which was absolutely awesome. Uh, Esther Curland um, had a mini plot prediction about whether Russ would actually hang about alone in a uni town, and that generated some conversation. Please get involved in that. And Caroline Wally McCann said, Pop tarts do not break toasters, at least not in the USA. Drop no, kicking a toaster across the room and then running it over with my kid's hoover board, that would break it. Next time, do that, Natasha. <laughs> and some people agreed with her and some said, mm, actually, have done the same thing myself. We also had a post from Janice Betson who said that she didn't think it was a good idea for Helen to go to France, especially on her own at the moment. A colleague of mine popped over to Saint Malo last weekend and he said there were protests going on even there. And it was expected to be even worse. So they, she wondered whether something appropriate would be inserted or even if it was just Tony telling her to be careful. And then we also discussed the brilliant uh, story that was the episode, which was a story arc within a story. Uh, so that was the one at the rehearsal. And, we en and that ended with a cliffhanger. And we wondered whether everybody was loving Linda again. Uh, Witherspoon says, no, not at all. And I'm generally 
a fan, even more selfish. Her self-esteem is totally wrapped up in the show, and I'm glad David is showing some backbone. Actually, I thought he was acting out of character. He's not. He doesn't usually show any backbone. Uh, Valerie Bailey said, no, she's completely bound up in what she wants and has no concept of anyone else's needs. Every year she becomes this self-absorbed dictator, all goes wrong, and then it's a triumph. Surely the script writers could make, take a different route for once. Linda is always one-dimensional in December, then more nuanced for the rest of the year. And Lydon said, I always love Linda, but Penelope Matheson said, no, I don't. Uh, and Gretchen Anthony said, you know, today I actually said out loud for the first time ever, poor Linda. And Catherine Shorrock said, I still dislike her intensely. However, some satisfaction is to be derived by witnessing a horrid person having a bad day too. Linda's selfish, overbearing and pretentious. Um, so, uh, fantastic discussions again this week. We do love having you with us. Uh, Yoko Bear will be in charge next week. Jump in, have a look at Witherspoon's Saturday non-archers post. Uh, you can have a look at the advent calendar while you are there, or you can talk to Yoko Bear next week. So, until I speak to you again, I say to you, hooroo. Hooroo. Oh, Luce, before you mm. do your tweets of the week, I've got to say... Yes. Um, Kitty couldn't find the article on the website. Um, I'm going to put a little thing over on the right-hand side um, of the homepage so everyone can find it. So sorry about that, Kitty. And there was something else I was going to say, then I've forgotten. So why don't you do the tweets of the week, then I'll remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, D Daily. Don't be nice to her, Lee. She'll only start talking to you about bloody cheese. Apple Android <laughs> app, who uh, is is sort of deserves another mention for this. She has created, um, you know, Hootie Jill. Yes. At Christmas time, she is now called the Christmas Hooter Nanny, <laughs> which is excellent, brilliant. Anyway, and that's not to eat Apple the Android week. App, no, Apple Android Good app ends. said Dan's knowledge of military strategy came in useful in avoiding the pincer movement that is Christmas at Brookfield. Uh, Samantha Dean said Pop Tarts, Pop Tarts. She is so Penny Hassett. <laughs> um, Marmaduke said. When Ben murders Josh, the ancient triangle will be complete and Lakey Hill will rise again. And Helen121, everyone was talking about who possibly may have bought Home Farm. And she just put, I'm really hoping for George and Amal Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that idea. <laughs> no, that's lovely. <sighs> oh, I've remembered. I've remembered. Oh, yes. What, what, what? Headley. Our Kathy Perks. Uh, we had a little. Oh, yes. We had a little chat yesterday, and she's going to do. Uh, her and uh, her and I are going to do a little review of the last year in Ambridge Christmas. Uh, little dumpty dum thing, oh. which I will put on the general feed for everybody. It will be our gift to you. It won't be behind oh. the paywall. Uh, she said she'd love to do it. And uh, yes, and next year she would like to come up to the Archers weekend in Birmingham and um, and field questions and we'll call it a lunch, a lunch with Kathy, a lunch with our Headley. She said she'd love to do that and, and she's all thumbs up for all things dum-de-dum. Ah. Oh. Uh, should we say goodbye now? Yes. All right, then. I feel we should. Okay. So, uh, dumdydum.com, folks. Uh, it's our website. Go there. It's got some stuff on there, which you can do. And uh, it's awesome. And then, and I'm not looking at the script because I'm an ass. And then. You sound so knackered. Oh, I know. I just, I've, I've run out of Vavavoom. I really have. I really need like a, a proper 24 hour sleep, I think. And then to get yeah. myself down the gym just to wake my whole body up. But like, yeah. Mm. So, and then folks, there's Patreon. <laughs> so if you want to go and support our endeavor, you can go onto patreon.com and give us some moolah. Is, are you still there? Yes. Oh, there's a funny bleep. All right. Give, oh, sorry. No, it prob probably wasn't you, but there was a bleep. Uh, and give us some moolah. And that will, and that's only like $2 per show. Though the way that the pound is crashing, hmm, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what oh. that means, but like, anyway, no. bad things probably. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway. We're all going to hell in a handcart, so give us your money now. There we go. No, no. Bright, sunny uplands. Have us been an independent, sovereign nation again, Arlis? Come on now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Project Fear. Stop it. (laughs) There was uh, (laughs) one of the funniest things I heard. Right. Uh, I can't remember where the heck this was now. Uh, Somebody was uh, saying that we all just need to have a good British Christmas. Have you, have you seen, did you hear this? We need to have a good no. British Christmas. At which somebody replied, you do know that the tree's German. St. Nicholas is Czech yeah. forward slash Turkish and has deconstructed yeah. the whole thing. You know, yeah. turkeys from North America, there ain't nothing yeah. British about it. The trees because of the German king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prince yeah. Albert and whatever. Her answer, stop with that project fear. <laughs> 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 oh god sake. Uh, you know it has to be said it has to be said i so obviously i listen to podcasts 24 7 i was li- so i listen to the daily off and on which is the new york times one which can be very good and sometimes you feel like they're just slightly less like treading water and today's was like them trying to understand Brexit. The, the amount of American podcasts in the last couple of days, people saying, this Brexit thing, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and it doesn't matter. And they have these correspondents embedded in London. And they just go, I just don't know. Well, I just died. <laughs> people just said, I've been here like for 10 years in this country. Brexit is two and a half years. I speak to people every day. I have no idea, you know, and my God, we are so looking like a laughing stock. I know. You know, it's just. I saw this morning. Um, I really don't like Piers Morgan, but I know nobody does. No. But it is instructive for me just to feel like I'm still part of the. You know, I, I'm still mm. w- watching a little bit of UK culture to watch. Um, Good morning. This morning, I don't know. And, yeah. and you, you watch the little clips on on YouTube, and there was. Um, Piers Morgan with Nigel Farage, um, Alistair Campbell and Dominic Grieve. And that is just an encapsulation of how, excuse the French, fucked we all are, isn't it? Just it, it, Alistair Campbell's just shaking his head. You know, there's Nigel Farage blithely just shouting, leave me, leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, and then there's the, the the one politician out the lot. Nigel, who let you in? You're not even in a party anymore. And this Go is away. it. And that buffoon oh. keeps on saying the political elite, the political yeah. elite. And Alice Campbell says, you are a politician. You're part of the elite. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm a businessman. I'm just even like, oh, God's sake. Anyway, um, you know what, folks? If you've got any feelings about Brexit, and how it might impact on the archers. Why don't you speak pipe and uh, call in? And the number you can call us uh, in on is 0203031315 via a phone or you speak pipe on our website. And sorry for that little brief distraction. We are. Also- I want to do another one quickly. Okay, go but, on. You know, you said your favourite thing was the, the the woman saying Project Fear about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody tweeted today, and I've forgotten her name, but she got about a billion retweets. Um, uh, someone said. Um, uh Theresa May <laughs> Theresa May is uh what was it is struggling on like a man who's lost his erection and says give me another few minutes <laughs> that is good <laughs> I am um, just on that note because I've kind of stuck. What note? Are we not going to talk about impotence, are you? Well, that's another thing staring me in the face at the age I am now. But anyway, oh. it'll happen sooner rather than later. But um, <laughs> but um, I've kind of well, no. I think you'll find it's later rather than sooner. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. You. I've kind of stopped doing my Friday Friday fifteens and and stuff. Um, however, I just put them at ad hoc now. I interviewed um, a prostitute um, last week, and it's up on my feed. 
And I think it's um, a, a very good interview. So she's oh. a very proud sex worker. She feels absolutely no shame in saying, I am a prostitute. She talks about um, the relationship she has with a mother and a father and um, and how they feel about what she does. And also she just says, I love my work. I adore it, you know, and uh, she sees it as very therapeutic, but also she wholeheartedly embraces everything to do with, with that lifestyle and talks about wanting to pay taxes, uh, leg- you know, openly legitimately. Yeah. Um, so listen to Amelia um, on Friday, talk about... Um, how she ended up being a sex worker uh so that's that uh now uh loose um yes. this show was born out of uh social media specifically twitter and on twitter you can find us where we're at dum dum lucy is at lucy v Freeman. and me mr royfield can be found at royfield and of course there is robert at naked fingers and there's kerry warbis at kerry warbis uh facebook is where you'll find millie bell with a spoon and our yokel bear and they're a lovely uh threesome and uh just whilst we've been doing the show i've been seeing the message go back and forth with them trying to organize with each other um who's gonna do what recordings over christmas uh they're utter stalwarts uh members of this show and we thank and salute them for all their sterling efforts to be part that the, 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 they're part of the dum de dum uh family uh so go to facebook if you want to hang out with them uh, loose. Uh, we've done the t- yeah. we've done a touch of Brexit. Uh, we've had a bit a bit of dog talk. Uh, what else can we just end on? Um, I don't know. You I haven't think... watched Kings, have you? No, I haven't watched anything. No, well, that's Sorry. that's not true, is it, Lucy? What? You... Like what have I watched? I don't know what you what you have or haven't watched, but you have watched something. In the last week, and any, and the whole point of this little sign-off isn't to talk about TV. It could be uh, like something you know, philosophical. It could be a cake you baked, and it was just an awesome cake. I don't know. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Um, not really, because I'm moving immediately after. Oh gosh! So I'm moving house. So I'm kind of just. Looking at all the, thinking about all the stuff that will be coming into the house uh-huh. that has then got to be either taken out of the house again or wrapped up and sent to the new house. Or, you know what I mean? It's just a lot of stuff with Christmas, mm. isn't there? Stuff, stuff, stuff. Nah. Um, I hear that completely. There was a period, and I might have mentioned this before, but there's a period between, I left home, I'm going to say 1987. And between 1987 and 1999, I moved about 25 times because I was... My God, were the police after you? Something like that. You know, there was Sting and Stuart Copeland chasing me. Anyway, um, musical joke there, musical joke. Uh, So, no, because I I was a student... One for the teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. I was a student. And, you know, you move from place to place. And then after that, Mm. then I had my shop and then the shop moved and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I thoroughly and nobody likes moving, but I think I have a a distaste more than most. And I'll never forget moving to this place. And I was on the third floor and I had this cabinet this sideboard sofa that needed to be moved and I just stopped like uh, 20 years ago I stopped physically moving I just said you know what I'm just gonna I'll pay somebody a company to box everything up yeah and then just move it and that sight of that sweaty man and his assistant (laughs) moving my settee around in effect six flights of stairs right oh i bet they hated you oh but but no but they knew what they were they they were yeah it was the best 50 pound tip i ever gave lucy oh because you know what not fucking me 
right? That's what, yeah. you know. And yeah. that man sweated so much. The sweat came through his t-shirt, his overalls, right, and whatever. And like, and at the turn of every flight of stairs, I had to put it down. And <sighs> oh, all right, now so how are we going to oh, do this? God. And it's just like you know, I went. Mm, 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 mm. I hate moving. So I feel you, sister. I feel <laughs> you. <laughs> but you do not. But I think. Um, Go. Uh, the, 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 the last time we moved, we did the same thing. We had packers, mm. and uh, they the, the actual guy. No, we didn't have packers last time. I did it, or we did it. But the the um, the guys that came before were a company from Essex who we're going to use again. And they are half of a rugby team in Essex. So they are all about eight foot six. And it's a struggle for them to get through the doorways, never mind the bloody sofas. Um, and they're absolutely massive. And they, they, they like went, ca- one of them went casually out with my armchair over his shoulder. Just, <laughs> they're so, they're huge. They're just really, they're all like these, yeah, absolutely sick. The, the, the smallest one was about six foot eight, I think. And they just sort of, storm the house like kind of american footballers heave all this stuff out and it, the house is strict they're like enormous locusts it's great mm. so we're having them again yeah you know you you are right they, they, they just to point out the distinction between the packers and the and the removers and stuff and yeah yes. and no these are the, the rugby players with the removers yeah yes. yeah yeah i don't know who the packers are going yeah. to be this but time. you know i exciting. just never do a bloody thing i don't lift a finger and then i tip heavily afterwards because yeah. it's a horrendous well, but job the, you know they like that more than you getting in the way no it's true true you know true. the last thing they want is you pottering get round going i'll get this oh no actually it's a bit heavier than i thought Can someone else <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that? just really irritating and anyway yeah. um somebody on on the twitters says why can't women just do dum-de-dum so when are you gonna do it? yes i saw yeah, that so when are you gonna do it with- yes i'll do it with kerry awesome what next week um but no (laughs) um hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.